1: Strike three called. Skaggs caught looking. Hamels gets his first strikeout of the day. Strike three swinging. Ward is gone. Hamels with his third strikeout today. Roy swings and misses at a curve in the dirt. That's out number one. Here's the one-two delivery to Burgess. Swung on and missed. Strike three, two away. Here's a curve in the dirt. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Good breaking ball by Hamels. Two down. Three-two to Ward. Strike three called. Out number one. Ward was up there looking for a
2: base on balls. Highlights from the last couple of games that the Chicago Cubs have played with the very, very good starting pitching from Jose Quintana and from Cole Hamels. He's Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It's inside the clubhouse.
3: Well, you're right, Matt. I mean, the consistency of the starting, as you mentioned, the the quick-paced games, the the deep uh, contests, and uh, the one other variable, umpires actually calling strikes. Very pleasant to see. Um, I am a firm believer in that the umpires have to be just as cooperative in this idea <laughs> about quickening up games as, uh, I mean, they, they have to call a true strike zone, but l- let it be a, a strike zone that uh, is more strike friendly than walk friendly. I, I, I believe that uh, walks and the, uh, the synergy moving toward uh, OPS, on-base percentage, and all those good things that make OPS these days the king in statistics have really hurt uh, the pace of the game because of uh, the fact that, um, you know, base on balls um, are, are really the, the real detriment to the pace of game and the length of game. And uh, although I don't look for a fixed outcome, I, I, encourage, I encourage strikes being called by umpires as a, a remedy for uh, games that actually drag on these days.
2: For Jose Quintana on Thursday night, Bruce, he used the change up a lot more 13 times in 99 pitches right. last year was very low change up usage, 6% uh, on the season. He's not dominant enough to be a two pitch pitcher. And when he gets the three pitches rolling, it's really four because he's got two varieties of the fastball and then the curve and then the change. Then all of a sudden, that third time through the lineup, he's got a lot more options. Yeah, I mean,
3: you you just give that hitter a third pitch to worry about, a, a viable one like the changeup. And he talked after the game, Matt, uh, to us about the fact that uh, his change was so good and uh, that, uh, you know, Cartini was asking for it more. Mm-hmm. And that that was a key to, to his game. And, and again... The low strike being called by the umpire. I mean, it was there as well. So it was a combination of things. With Hamels, he just, you know, mixed it up beautifully. He had great command yesterday, kept the ball down. Even the home run that went out of the ballpark was one that Albert Pujols took off of his shoe tops and drove out.
2: After uh, after the Quintana game, uh, Madden was talking about how good Jose was and how outings like this can be contagious. And we've heard that before. And you're like, what? What does that mean? It's not about like one guy's dominant stuff carrying over to another guy's dominant stuff. You know what? What Hamels did? Hamels used everything. Yesterday, just like watching Kitana do and then going deep. Hamels yesterday used his changeup 24 times out of 106 pitches. He used it a total of 27 times in the previous two starts combined. So it's like all of a sudden he's using everything and he's trying to go deep. So that's kind of how it can be contagious. Guys using all their stuff, executing well, and going deep into game. John
3: Lester talked about the fact that um, coming out of spring training, he had five uniquely different pitchers, even though three left-handers, the three left-handers were all different and that there were different arm angles. There was different speeds. There were different pitches. All of them accomplished all of won at least 13 games. And that's why I thought the strength of the Chicago Cubs staying healthy was the, the starting pitching. And the fact that nobody can feature a fourth and fifth starter that had won 13 14 15 games uh that is what i i saw with the chicago cubs now you already have lester on the il uh and he's going to be out they haven't said for how long my guess is it's two to three weeks matt uh they don't need a fifth starter again until the end of april there's no sense in pushing a 35 year old pitcher above and beyond where he needs to go in April, if you want to get six months out of him. So therefore, I think the the, the idea is you're going to have him for uh, for uh, m- maybe miss two to three starts, and then you go with Chetwood uh, when you do need somebody. Yeah,
2: Kyle Hendricks goes today. I'd love to see him use all his pitches, have an opportunity to go deep into a game, and follow suit, continue the contagion. And then you mentioned. Tyler Chatwood, who goes tomorrow, and that's one to dread. If, Although he's thrown strikes of late, but it's still it's it's terrifying to see Tyler Chatwood and the starting pitcher next to each
3: other. If you like baseball talk, like you're hearing on Inside the Clubhouse with Matt and myself, tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, Hit and Run with Matt from 9 p.m. till 12:45 live from Smoke Daddy Barbecue, 3636 North Clark, 9 a.m. to 120, Zach Zaidman will pick up his pregame show from Smoke Daddy Barbecue, after Speegs from 12.45 until one twenty, Get ready for the game with Pat and Ron after Zach's show on the Cubs Radio Network and Xfinity, the exclusive Wi-Fi um, provider of Wrigley Field. And uh, that's uh, not to miss tomorrow morning with Speegs, who's also going to have, for about an hour and a half, uh, J.D. is going to be joining
2: you. Yep, Jim Deshays be the guest co-host starting at 10. Uh, 312-644-6767 is the phone number this hour on the score is brought to you by Advanced Heart Care at North Shore University Health System. Healthcare for what's next. Um, before we go to the phone lines, and there's some open uh, at 312 644 so hop in for either side of town. Daniel Descalso, you asked him about his swing changes and the transition that he has made. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that he worked with was a guy named Matt Lyle. Lyle, spelled like uh, the city uh, in, in, in Illinois here. And Matt Lyle was, is a hitting's, hitting instructor who found some fame on the Internet, had a couple of star clients like Descalso, got hired to be the hitting coach at the University of Missouri, but never worked there because before he could go and accept that job and work there, the White Sox scooped him up. He is now a hitting analytics instructor in the White Sox system. Right. And he's a guy who very much understands how players like Discalso have turned their career around by utilizing launch angle and, and, right. and, and really kind of it, getting the ball uh, up in the air a lot more. It's
3: interesting. Discalso said, yes, I've used launch angle, but, uh, not exclusively mm-hmm. and that he's able to switch up and back with a level swing. Um, we're gonna play a soundbite from Joe Madden about Wilson Contreras I asked him uh, I asked him about launch angle and Contreras and he doesn't think launch angle is where Contreras is at
4: no he's a line drive freak I mean it's he's really got a flat swing through the zone and the ball just goes up because he hits it so hard uh, when he does try to launch angle and lays back and that's when he gets in trouble that's when uh, nothing good really happens for him. Huh. So when he's flat, uh, he watch pulls. I mean, he's, he's done pretty well. Um, it's kind of like that kind of a, a method through the strike zone.
3: And that's what they've been teaching at Wrigley, even going back to last year with Chili Davis, after John Maley left and went to Philadelphia and had success with the Cubs hitters. Uh, Chili came in, and uh, the idea was to move the ball all around, to have a two-strike approach, to have a line-drive approach, also, when you do have the advantage, uh, take advantage of it. You, you might want to alter your swing if you're good enough to do that. Not everybody, Matt, can be a guy that can have two successful swings, okay? They're not that good. They're not that consistent. They're not that confident that they can just keep changing their swing around. Some of them are good at it. Some are not. So the level swing, the two-strike approach, that's being taught at Wrigley Field now.
2: Boy, I love hearing Madden talk about hitters like that. He knows hitters. Spent all those years in the Angels system as a roving hitting instructor. Certainly the past few years um, maybe has been a little bit more distant, and now that they've asked him to be on point, and he was all through the spring, to hear him break down the swing of a guy like Contreras, it's just nice to hear him engaged like that specifically.
3: I I was talking to Anthony Iaposi, the the coach of uh, their hitting coach, about that, and he said, Joe Madden's one of the great coaches in the game. Not only a great manager, but a great coach. So when he works with him, with hitters, and they talk about hitters, and they talk about what Joe's going to go out and do, yeah. so they don't duplicate uh, things or mess a guy's mind up. Uh, he he's impressed by the, the knowledge that he has, and also the autonomy that he allows uh, the hitting coach, the pitching coach all his coaches to have as as well.
2: And you know the way this stuff works, Bruce. It's like every guy is different. Not everybody. You just hand them, here's your launch angle manual, and this is what you do. Just because it worked for David Bodie to transform right. his career doesn't mean it's going to help Wilson Contreras get better. Right. So the more of them that are clued in and plugged in and working with them, the more of them, you know, the more chances for like that kind of anecdotal help that is real
3: can take place. Ian Hap is going to try to try to rediscover what made him successful before. Not only the launch angle, but the idea that he can move the ball around, that he can have a strong strong, uh, approach from the right side, not worry about launch angle and just hit line drives. That will eventually go out, as Joe described, by the way, that Wilson Contreras is hitting home runs.
2: I'm very concerned about Albert Almora, who is grounding everything, leads the world in ground ball rate, he stole a base yesterday, but that's really only because the throw got dropped. He would have been dead to rights there. I'm just, I, I, I was looking forward to seeing Almora with time and opportunity because of Haps dismissal and because of all the talk of what he had worked on in the off season. But it's a very disappointing start for Albert.
3: It's it's a very small start, but I agree with you. It's disappointing. The thing is, if you're looking for Albert Elmora to be a difference maker for your team. That means everybody else is not hitting. And right now you have Baez, 6 for 36. The last 36 Mm. at-bats, 18 strikeouts, okay? 50% ratio. You have Schwarber in a 2 for 16 right now. You have Bryant, 3 for 13. He's slugging 365 for the year. So there's plenty of big guy stuff to go around right now as to – Uh, where the offense is at. They've had these five games where they've scored 10 runs or more. They've won three of them, which is incredible that they didn't win all of them. Uh, So there are guys out there, you know, like, as you pointed out to me before, you know, with, with the big slug, you know, going on right now, and uh, certainly, Jason Hayward's start is something to to really enjoy as well.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I saw this from Jason Stark that uh, you mentioned of the the games when they score ten or more runs. The Cubs are three and two. There have been twenty nine other times when teams have scored ten runs. They're twenty nine and zero on right. the year, and yet the Cubs have lost two of those games.
3: Right. So you know the pitching is starting to regulate and. The Bullpen is starting to get people out, and and that's a key. Let's uh let's take a call or two before we uh, go to our next break.
2: Lots of room for you, Cub fans and White Sox fans, on inside the clubhouse. This is Ron on the South Side on six seventy. The score. What do you say, Ron? How are you?
4: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I think the thing that's really disappointing was is uh Ronaldo Lopez because of the way he ended. Now, I didn't get a chance to see the last game, but I was listening to, uh and, and Ed Farmer pointed out, guys. If he was pitching about throwing it right down the middle of the plate, and I just remember last season he had some command, he could hit the outside corner. So you know, I, I guess it's still just part of um, development because again, he did look good, but he he, he, does, he can't get it up to, to, to the high nineties where he can just go down the middle of the plate. So maybe he's just you know struggling with some command. So that's it, guys.
3: Yeah. Have a good day. Starting Thanks, pitching Ryan. has been just a huge disappointment since the first four games. Lopez had a bad one. The other three starting pitchers at the time, before Santana took over the fifth spot for the first time uh, on Tuesday, the the other the other four were really good in their first time around, and then boom, you have guys not getting through four innings. Uh, the ugly games against Seattle on Saturday and Sunday, the ugly games against Tampa Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, again, I, I expect the White Sox pitching to be better than that. And uh, th- that correction I think you're going to see occur. But for right now, you know, uh, it has been uh, non-competitive at times. Yesterday they came back with big offensive performance, which was great. Uh, but they're they're not going to be able to get nine runs every night.
2: No, it's, uh, it's 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 been it's been brutal on the starting pitching front. You're, you're absolutely right. And and Lopez, you said Lopez last year in his last seven starts had an ERA of one point three eight. Yeah, he was very good. He was great. Yeah, uh,
3: he was the best pitcher on the staff. And uh, even though Giolito won ten games, he was one of the worst pitchers when it came to command and runs allowed. He gave up ninety walks, which led the American League. So there's a lot of work to be done, and player development continues at the major league level, as we see for both teams.
2: Apparently, Eloy Jimenez had 25 family members, relatives, including his parents, at Yankee Stadium last night for his two homers.
3: Maybe they should just keep bringing them to all the games.
2: That's awesome. Good for him, man. Had 25 people, including his folks there, and they saw him at two homers at Yankee Stadium.
3: He's going to be, uh, in my opinion, and you know, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I think he's going to be the most popular White Sox player since Frank Thomas. I really believe that that is what this guy is going to be all about. He's going to bring that much firepower. You see the magnetic smile. You see the personality. Terrific you attitude. See the, you see the uh, wanting to continue to command the English language. All those things. That uh, you know can make him a a huge superstar in this country.
2: Six seventy. The score is where you are. It's inside the clubhouse. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. We'll come back and continue your phone calls. And Bruce, I want to see if people can guess. There are three Chicago players in the top fifteen in baseball in OPS and on base plus slugging. You and I did it before the show. Let's see if they can figure out that third one because it's crazy. Right? Doesn't feel like it makes any sense, but it does. We'll come back and tell you on Inside the Clubhouse on the score. You got 670 to score on base plus slugging, as you called it, Bruce. Uh, What, uh, all the rage or or, or the predominant number? It's
3: it's the OPS world that we know.
2: Number one in baseball, Mike Trout, 1.529.
3: Not not playing right now.
2: Anthony Rendon, free agent to be.
3: Very good.
2: Uh, 1.439. Cody Bellinger off to a great start for the Dodgers. Pete Alonzo, the young Mets first baseman. And then number 5, Wilson Contreras in all of baseball and OPS.
3: Yeah. Then, Love that number. It's, it's, it's what everybody desires. It's what GMs demand. It's what you have to do if you are going to be projected for a big contract in the future.
2: Austin Meadows of Tampa Bay at 6. Alex Gordon, 7. Christian Yelich. Eight. Alex
3: Gordon, go back. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, that's him. Alex Gordon. The one from Kansas City. That's
2: him right now. Wow. Christian Yelich and Bryce Harper yeah. are eight and nine. Yeah. Reese nope. Hoskins of Philly is number ten. And number eleven of the Chicago White Sox, Tim Anderson, because he's hitting four eighty eight on the strength of he's a four eighty eight batting he's average. He's
3: slumping right now. Unreal. He dropped under five hundred.
2: That's uh, he has
3: five steals as well. Uh this guy has Stud. You know, if he hits if he hits over three hundred this year, uh, you're going to see twenty five home runs. You're going to see thirty stolen bases. You might see sixty five to seventy mm-hmm. extra base hits. This is a this guy can be a pretty special offensive player.
2: So Contreras and Tim Anderson and your third Chicago player among the top fifteen and on base plus slugging in all of baseball. No longer you on Mancada. He's fallen out of it. Jason Hayward at number 14 in OPS 1.120 on the strength of four home runs and eight walks. Are
3: you betting on that all year? Uh
2: excuse me, seven walks for Jason Hayward. Um no, I don't think Jason Hayward's going to have a 1.120. You think OPS. he can he can
3: he can have an 850 OPS? That'd be
2: phenomenal. I mean that would be that would be the season changing. That would be massively season affecting to have a left-handed powerful eight fifty OPS guy
3: don't right there. I believe he's broken seven hundred, not last year.
2: Uh no, not well two years ago certainly not. Did he last year get above seven so. hundred? Let's talk to George in River Grove on six seventy the score. Hello George, you're on inside the clubhouse.
1: How are you guys doing? Great. Uh you know I was I was looking at these guys that uh falling on their face right off the get go. And when you when when that happens to a player uh, the reason that he gets worse is that he gets frustrated. And when you get frustrated, you swing at more and more pitches. And the more and more pitches you swing at, the more and more pis- pitches you will not be able to hit. And so all of those guys, what they have to do is narrow their range. And that's that's where they didn't do it last year in the playoffs. You know, the Cubs, everybody's trying to hit two home runs with one swing down the down the stretch. And that's why they... They crapped out, and, and these guys have got to, got to narrow their range. Number one, and then when, when you grieve on the batting coach, you know he can only tell you what it is that you need to do. You you got to, you know, you from the neck down, you know, you have a great machine. But if the control tower is not functioning correctly, then you end up in the toilet.
2: You know, it's, it's interesting. I hear about I hear what you're saying about like limiting your strike zone. But remember, Hayward's two home runs that he had up there in Milwaukee; those were very high fastballs. And then the home run he hit at Wrigley was on a low curveball. So it's like sometimes these guys just get locked in when they get locked in, and they know what yeah, they're looking look for. Look
3: at the look the home run that Eloy hit. Uh, one of his was way high, and mm-hmm. you know, so it's in the happy zone. You know, they might swing and miss, but if if it's out there and they can get their arms extended ball's going out of the ballpark
2: last year Hayward a 730 OPS the year before that a 715 OPS it was the year before that 2016 he had the 31 OPS yeah. in his first year
3: and he came here with uh, uh over eight
2: uh 798 that yeah. final year uh in St. Louis yeah. um but yeah so so it, and he was
3: a 5-9 war player before they signed him to the 184 million dollar deal If you like that number... That's a pretty high number.
2: Bottom of the hour brought to you by the BMW Championship at Medina Country Club, August 13th through August 18th, 2019. Visit bmwchampionship.com. And by the Chicago Wolves. The Chicago Wolves have clinched their third straight Central Division title. Puck drops tonight at 7 and Sunday at 4. Both games have great promotions and free parking courtesy of Kia. Tickets start at $12. Visit chicagowolves.com for information.
3: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with the White Sox... Struggling to begin the year here, four and eight. The Cubs are right now five and eight. Uh, I, I think they're just getting going with the White Sox. The starting pitching just it has to be better. The bullpen's been used too much. Ricky has had to go to the bullpen so early, and th- those guys have gotten burnt out very early on. So it, it's a question of you know getting deeper into games. We've seen the difference for the Cubs making up. Uh, two or three games in the standings right away because of better starting pitching. And that's what it takes for a bullpen to get adjusted.
2: This is Dan uh, on the phone. In Is that Wauwatosa? Is that where you are, Dan?
5: Yeah, Wauwatosa. It's a Milwaukee suburb.
2: Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for calling.
5: Yeah, I enjoy your show every Saturday. Thank you. It's good to hear from Daniel Descalso. He was a really good role player for the Cardinals um, and delivered a key hit in that game six of the 2011 World Series that David Fries won with that famous walk-off. And then the next year in the NLDS versus the Rangers, he delivered a key hit when they rallied from a six to nothing deficit to win game five of that series. I joked with him once on the backfield at Cardinal Spring Training about being clean shaven for a change. I think the guy was born with a five o'clock shadow.
2: And it's got some gray in it, too.
3: Yeah, it's taking it to a newer level yeah. now. So. Yeah.
2: Uh, but I remember I remember those big hits and big moments for the Cardinals, and that was before the kind of offensive transformation.
3: With, uh, Daniel, uh, with all due respect, you know, to Tommy Listello, who set a record last year for pinch hits for the Chicago Cubs, this is a, a major upgrade for a, a guy that uh, can play the positions defensively better than Tommy can and can continue to to Give you a little bit of pop from the left side when he's needed as a pinch hitter.
5: Yeah, he's very versatile and uh, can play a lot of positions. I was hoping the Cardinals would re-sign him. I hate to see him helping the Cubs. I want the Cubs to return to being the lovable losers, which they'd still well, be you... if weren't not for the Red Sox fried chicken and beer club that caused Theo to leave Boston and uh-huh. join the Cubs and build through losing and tanking. You are you
3: a Milwaukee <laughs> fan or a Cardinal? Milwaukee fan. or a Cardinal fan?
5: I've been a Cardinals fan all my life. I'm from Western Illinois.
3: Well, I appreciate the honesty in the way that you talk about disliking the Cubs. And there was a lot in there. I he mean, said about the tanking and the am, fried chicken and the. Everything. I do not like the. Oh, we we really like the other teams. We respect them. I don't. I don't. I don't care about that. You have to respect them, but liking the other teams in the division or liking mm-hmm. the teams in the same city. You know, the Cubs and White Sox fans. I, I'm not for that, uh, you know, so-so way of going about it.
5: Well, you know, the Cardinals, they've, they've always built through drafting and developing. They've never gone through any tank jobs or let's take a few years off and yeah. all that stuff like the Astros did and the Cubs did and the White Sox are doing, a, you know, this this tanking garbage, I, I think, um, you know, shouldn't be tolerated that these yeah. teams can... Can take a few years off and trade away their trade away their talent and rebuild their their clubs, uh, you know, by gaining these these young guys and yeah anyway, yeah, but you, yeah
2: you understand the sensibility of doing it though look you, you're right I I it's undeniable that the Cardinals have had decades of consistency and creating prospects and drafting well and building good players so they haven't had to do that but if you if you haven't been good. The uh, the way that the Cubs did it and the Astros did it and a whole bunch of others, it 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 makes sense. Dan. Yeah, I'm well,
3: sure, I'm sure you know, you're not thrilled with Cardinals, Dexter Fowler. Cardinals
5: are a mid-market team, and the Cubs are a major market team with all those financial advantages, and they still only won three times versus 11 for the Cardinals.
3: <laughs> well... You yeah, enjoy the Dexter Fowler <laughs> next three years there.
5: Yeah, well, you enjoy Jason
2: Hayward. <laughs> they have. Touché. They, they the, the Cubs have. Dan. Yeah, Dan. And they finished I love the that. Up and back.
3: A very strong Cardinal <laughs> caller. Very excellent.
2: I, I wasn't sure as the tone was was it started to come out like this doesn't really sound like a passionate Cub fan, and then we figured out exactly what we we're. But he's a with.
3: baseball fan and Cardinal fans, Brewer fans. They're great, passionate baseball fans, and that's what you really have to like.
2: Hey, man, this this division is going to be bananas uh, all year long. I think it's,
3: it's great. I mean, Joe talked about it a couple times in spring training. Then last week, again, he said, the National League, baby, you know, there's no weaklings. You know, you look at Miami, you know, you might look at, you're not looking at San Diego like San Diego anymore. Uh, there, there's no weaklings in the National League, and it's... This division is going to be tremendously competitive I, and fun.
2: How about the East? I think there's oh, four yeah. teams. Are there four teams over 500 right now in the East? Yes, the, the Nats at six and six. The Mets yeah. are top at nine and four. It's the, like
3: the American League is. You know, that's the uh, check us check check with us uh, next year or the year after. It's still going to be six or seven teams, but uh, the National League that's nails.
2: Yeah, it, it is, and and you know what. The division stuff is, getting, is going to get interesting right away. Not, not this stand for the Cubs, but next stand for the Cubs, Bruce. You and I will do Inside the Clubhouse on a Saturday morning, and I'll do Hit and Run on a Sunday morning on the weekend of May 5th, that's the Cardinals here at Wrigley. And the weekend of May 12th, that's the Brewers here at Wrigley.
3: Uh, the weekend of May 5th also is the White Sox and the Red Sox at, in Chicago. Tremendous. Yeah, so th- then you have, you have your choice of Red Sox, White Sox, Cubs, Cardinals on that same weekend baseball baby baseball chicago style
2: the bottom of the hour was brought to you by goodwill every time you shop at goodwill you wield the power to put people to work every purchase enables goodwill to help someone develop a resume learn interview skills or get a job you shop we train people work visit amazing for a goodwill store near you only thing about the red Sox is that they stink that's kind of an issue.
3: Oh, well, you have a guy you just gave 150 million dollars to. That's uh, averaging Why? 91 miles per hour on his fastball.
2: It never made sense. He was his velocity decreased last year. It was bad in the spring, and he they still gave him the, the DL money
3: twice last
2: year. What, were the, what is that about? They must have promised it to him.
3: Just I say, don't know about promise. We're going
2: to work you like a horse all through here and win the World Series, and then we'll play you. We they're going to have to
3: fight like hell to win 92 or 93 games this year. My God. 670, the score is
2: where you are. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. It's Inside the Clubhouse. 312 6767
6: mullion hall chicago's sports morning show Good morning ozzy how are you morning ozzy john lester goes down tana Hamel, hendrick
4: you got to step it up that you got to step it up and then when you those four guys step it up you want to miss a little bit less well you know you're going to count lester by yourself to win the division and then people strong
6: mullion hall mornings 5 to 9 a.m on sports radio 670 the score and 670 the Chicago sports station the polar vortex did not stop Chicago. But what about your windows? Call Climate Guard today at 800-700-9485. Get a free upgrade to triple glass windows with installation. Call now for a free in-home estimate. 800-700-9485. You know that feeling when things come together just right? At Patrick Cadillac, we call that feeling a Patrick thing. We listen, answer all your questions, and offer Patrick Direct, where we come to your house,
4: drop off a loaner car, and take yours in for service. When your car shopping and service experience
6: is that great, it's a Patrick thing. Visit Patrick Cadillac in Schaumburg or online at patrickcadillac.com. Taking care of you every day, that's the Patrick. Restrictions may apply. See dealer for details.
7: Every handshake can lead to something different. And whether it's assembling parts or starting startups, each deserves a banking partnership that's one of a kind. At CIBC, we tailor our services to you. We deliver on your business goals with an experienced commercial banking team you know and the resources of a bank with 150 years of putting clients first. A handshake with us leads to a banking partnership that's made for you. CIBC Commercial Banking. CIBC Bank USA member FDIC. Can I help you, ma'am? Well, it's actually my
0: lawn that needs help.
6: No problem. Try this grass seed.
0: Okay, sounds good. And
6: some fertilizer. Um. And of course, a soil enhancer. Try these to start.
7: To start?
6: Lawn care doesn't have to be complicated. With everything you need
4: for a lush, healthy lawn all in one bag, Pennington Lawn Booster gives you quicker, thicker,
3: greener grass, guaranteed.
0: The Easter Bunny hopped by early at Meijer. Cook's spiral-sliced hams are only 88 cents per pound, limit one. Hershey's, Mars, or Nestle Easter bagged candies, or buy one, get one 50% off. And buy three greeting cards and get a free stuffed animal. Plus, build the perfect Easter basket. Select toys from brands like Jurassic World, Disney Princess, Spirit, and PJ Masks, or buy one, get one 50% off. Why pay more? Exclusions apply. See all the deals at Meijer.com or in the Meijer
7: app. Back in the day... This was a high-speed internet connection. But times change, and so should the way you bank. PNC Virtual Wallet helps you stay on top of your finances in a digital world. See what you're spending by category. Set up automatic savings with a few simple taps. And see scheduled payments before they hit. Virtual Wallet helps make banking easy. It's time for a change. Now through May 3rd, earn up to $300 when you open and use a select new virtual wallet product. Simply establish a qualifying direct deposit and make 10 purchases with a PNC Visa debit card. To learn more, visit a branch or pnc.com/slash checking offer. PNC Bank. Make today the day. Visa is a registered trademark of Visa International Service Association and is used under license. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC.
6: She used to play hide-and-seek in your backyard. Now, she's getting married in it. So when you see a bare spot, you need something that patches it fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington has been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. Here's Tony Romo for Skechers slip-on footwear. I like to make my life
2: easy. I got a car that can drive itself, a robot that vacuums my whole house, and Skechers slip-ons. They don't have laces, so I can just slip them on and off with ease, and they take comfort to another level. They're flexible, breathable, and have Skechers air-cooled
6: memory foam. Plus, they come in a wide variety of current styles. Skechers slip-ons. You'll never want to wear anything else. Try Skechers slip-ons with air-cooled memory foam today. Skechers, comfort included. To provide listeners additional financing options and substantially lower rates, Team Hockberg is now originating loans at HomeSide Lending. Team Hockberg's new toll-free number is 855-56-DAVID. That's 855-563-2843. Or visit their new website at 56david.com. Right now, open a Credit Union 1 high-yield savings account and earn 2.25% APY. That's 22 times higher than the national average. You heard right, 2.25% APY on a savings account. That's a higher dividend rate for bus drivers and business execs, for the men and women who operate the L, as well as the workers and students who ride it. Credit Union One works for everyone. We work for customers from Libertyville to Lincoln Square, Evergreen Park to Elmhurst. We work for all of Chicago land. Isn't it time we started working for you? Credit Union 1 is a full-service financial institution offering a full suite of banking products and with a network of more than 5,000 branches and 35,000 free ATMs to access your account. That's the power of a national bank who still knows the local community. Visit CreditUnion1.org during the month of April to open a high-yield savings account and earn 2.25% APY. That's Credit Union, the number one, dot org. Credit Union 1. Better banking for all of us. By members twice, this institution is not federally insured. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must be new money deposit. Accounts insured up to This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station.
2: It's inside the clubhouse on 670 The Score. There's video out there on Twitter right now of the Cubs taking batting practice and Javier Baez hitting a home run left-handed. Well, that's adorable. Reminds me of Carlos Zambrano.
3: But- well, I asked him about this uh, the other day. Oh yeah. because he's he was signing a bat as we were waiting to talk to him at his locker, left-handed. So I said, "Okay, how much what else you do?" He said, "I do a lot of things left-handed." I said, "How hard can you throw left-handed?" He said, "Yeah, probably 75-80." He said, "But I don't know where it's going (laughs) to (laughs) go. Well,
2: it's nice that he can hit the home run left-handed. I'd like to see him stop swinging at high fastballs
3: right-handed. You know, when I get to the ballpark, I'll let him know. You mentioned that? I I absolutely will. Uh, Our next guest coming up has a wonderful baseball musical to offer us coming up in May here. What a great deal. Our friend Billy Maravitz, former senator from uh, Illinois, and uh, a great – Chicago Institution joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Billy. Morning, Bruce. How you doing? Good, good. Matt and I are here. Uh, we're open to what you have going on. It's called Miracle. It's a baseball musical about the 2016 Chicago Cubs championship through the eyes of a working-class family. Fill us in.
4: Yes, it's about a working-class family that have been generational Cub fans they own a bar in the Wrigleyville area, and uh, the ownership has passed down through the years. And it's about their ups and downs, highs and lows, overcoming adversity, losing faith and regaining faith. As, as the season unfolds and as we watch the highlights of the season uh, projected on the screens on stage. And then, of course, we celebrate them with the parade from the, from the pitching mound in Cleveland to the buses leaving uh, Wrigley Field, going down to Millennium Park for the big uh, parade.
2: So this is an active, this production is going to happen. This is locked and loaded, Bill. I know you've wanted to do this for a couple of years now.
4: I have. I've wanted to do it. And, of course, there's lots of pitfalls when you put put up a brand new musical with 18 new songs and you try and get the script coordinated. Uh, But uh, it's going to happen. The first previews are on May 8th. The opening night is on May 17th at the Royal George Theater, 1641 North Halstead. And if people want to get tickets, they can get them at MiracleTheMusical.com or they can call the box office at 312-988-9000.
3: You have some good partners in uh, producing this, don't you?
4: One of my best friends, Arnie Granite, is uh, co-producing this with me. And somebody who's been uh, on this show, on this uh project from the very beginning is a uh, Chicago lawyer and former judge named Julian Frazen, and he's been with me for 3 years since uh, since I came up with the idea for this project in February of 2016, before the season ever began.
2: Well, I'm thinking about Bleacher Bums, Joe Montaigne's classic show with the Organic Theater Company back in the 70s. And I'm thinking about, as I grew up with musicals, Damn Yankees. I think, I think that's the entire list of baseball-related musicals is Damn Yankees.
4: Well, I think you're right, but I'll tell you, there's a musical, I, I don't even want to talk about it right now, but there's a musical that's being planned for Broadway. It's called Bull Durham.
3: That's right. Oh and, my God! And the yep.
4: musical is is going to Broadway, but this wow. this is a show, and it's you know, if you're not a huge baseball fan, this is a show about a family, a typical family in Chicago, just like uh, all of us that have highs and lows and ups and downs, and they've they've lived and died with their favorite team, the Cubbies, and uh, uh, one of the members of the family loses faith after getting swept by the Mets in uh, 2015. And it's a story about his life and uh, how he regains faith not only in Cubs but in himself.
3: Billy, uh, you know what? It's a great thing now after the Sacks won in 2005 and the Cubs in 2016 that Chicago baseball fans can, f- can consider themselves winners. So this should be a win-win. Give us uh, the info one more time about where people can uh, get tickets for this musical, The Royal George.
4: You can get tickets at miraclethemusical.com. Or by calling the box office at 312-988-9000. Again, previews start May 8th at the Royal George. Opening night is May 17th at the Royal George. And we're having a second opening night for the Cubs. And their opening night, when they'll walk the blue carpet, is May 24th. And tickets are on sale for that show.
3: You know, Matt and I are both professional singers, don't you know? And so if you need any uh, help along the way...
4: We, we got room for a couple people in the bar during the whole show, <laughs> sitting in the bar, and, and you could probably uh, uh, sing a tune or two.
3: Okay, well, background is always important. Billy, uh, congratulations on the project. Keep up the great work. We're happy to promote it and promote you because you're such a, a terrific guy and such a great Chicagoan. I know it's going to be a great success. Thanks for joining us today.
4: Thanks to both you and Matt.
3: All right, Thanks, take care. Bill. Billy Marovitz, his new play, his new musical, it's called Miracle. It'll be at the Royal George. You have all the information. So, great deal, great uh, thing for Chicago to celebrate that championship musical style.
2: My God, he's right. Bull Durham dance
3: as well as uh, sing and play. Yeah,
2: Um, I I dance is uh, is a very relative term, Bruce. Uh, Bull Durham is indeed coming to Broadway. A sexy new Broadway musical about a strong and charismatic woman who learns that losing her heart doesn't mean losing the game. (laughs) Oh. I, I, I'll see Miracle,
3: though. That what I'll see. It's going to be hard to replicate Susan Sarandon at that time.
2: Uh, I'm looking forward to this song. I believe in, in the infield fly rule. I believe, or whatever that that, that speech that, yeah, that Costner gives. That,
3: that's that's going to be a tough one to uh, replicate, but it should be interesting. Let's uh, let's take another call or two here and uh, wrap this baby up.
2: It's Clue in Elgin. Clue, how you been? Long time. I've not heard long from time. You.
3: Well, guess what? You're going to see me tomorrow morning front row.
1: So uh I'll Outst- see at the uh, at smoke daddy tomorrow. outstanding
2: yeah hit and run is live at smoke daddy tomorrow from 9 until twelve forty-five with me matt spiegel and jim Deshays will be coming by to guest host uh from 10 to about 11 40 or so
1: what you got clue well what i'm looking for is uh the change in the pitching coaches you had a south side fan talking about uh uh their pitching coach and i think there's a big, di- a big difference in fastball command on our pitching and I don't share your skepticism with uh, Chatwood. I just think he's got the best stuff, or one of the best stuff on the team. And it's just a matter of harnessing that. And I think there's a guy in the minors, Dylan Maples, who's got the best of all of them. It's just a matter of... No command out. yet.
3: Yeah, you're but, right. I mean, I, I agree with you on big arms. I'm a big proponent of that. The idea that uh, you need those big arms, and you can, if you can harness them, those are the difference makers. And the Cubs really don't have a lot of... Uh, Fastball, big fastball guys. Matt, they, they just don't. They're mm-hmm. they're command pitchers mostly, and to, Maples is a of important project for them in the minor leagues because he does have. The big stuff but he has not been able to harness it yet yeah
2: they need swing and miss pitchers and brandon morrow needs to come back it, it did i did i see that there was kind of a delay that they didn't really say in because like 10 days ago he's they been said throwing batting
3: practice yeah but he's 10 days starting.
2: ago they said there'll be a,
3: there'll be a bullpen soon no no and he's yesterday, he's, he's, on, he's he's definitely on, on he's on, on pace mark. yeah he's on, on pace he's on pace good yeah all right. uh, so their injured pitchers are are coming they're they're getting their act together here and uh Mauro, I, you know how much you really want to count on him at the beginning you know a couple times a week to uh soothe them to get him in you're not going to see him three times in a row during
2: 2019 This um this call from George in Elgin on the score Hello George what's up Hey, um, I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen to Russell when he comes back. Will he go
1: back to short and Javi move back to second, That's or a great will great stay at stay at uh, short? And...
3: Yeah, it's a great it's a great great question. Or is he a part of a trade that they need to solidify some other areas on their team? Uh, is that where Russell goes? Do you do you tell Javier Baez? You know what? You are a shortstop. You you've done a good job, but you're going back to second. Uh, where does that ego thing go? Um, Do you hear the team thing saying, well, whatever is best for the team, or deep down is Avi now saying, I'm the shortstop of the Chicago Cubs?
2: And then what happens roster-wise? Theoretically, Zagunis goes down and Descalso or Zobris plays your outfield every uh, once in a while. I mean,
3: that's, you know, again, has Russell done enough off the field to make sure that he's a solid citizen and is accepted back? And, uh, now that he has a clear mind, if indeed that is the case, mm-hmm. is he back to being the player from 2016?
2: People really enjoyed the call from Dan from Wauwatosa, uh, our, a our acerbic Cardinals fan. Texters said, um, that they really appreciated the baseball lecture. Uh, another guy said, you might want to want to tell that Cardinal fan that the Cardinal way includes hacking into an old employees database once they have switched teams and uh this text uh the cardinals can go straight to hell but this caller is awesome i enjoy it den w- in Wauwatosa. wawatosa
3: well, we we have the Distinct pleasure every Saturday to talk to the best baseball fans in the country here. And that's that's why I enjoy doing this show with you every week.
2: Absolutely. He is Bruce Levine. I am Matt Spiegel. Inside the clubhouse has been the show. Um, I'll be back doing Hit and Run tomorrow morning. Steve Rosenblum's coming up, though, in just a couple of minutes. We'll be meeting him for about an hour and 45 minutes before Cubs pregame. Guests on the show, Bruce. Yes,
3: uh, David Discalso. Daniel Discalso, again. Enjoyed him. Uh, Wonderful uh, guest from the Cubs, also Chris Getz from Player Development for the Chicago White Sox. Matt, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on the website sixsevennewscore score.com as I write Cubs and Sox every day. I will see you in two weeks. David Schuster will be in next week with me to do uh, Inside the Clubhouse. Have a great week, great holiday next weekend. Matt.
2: Thank you, Bruce. Steve Rosenblum up next on the Score.